Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Uh welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast series. Our guest today is Daniele Proxida, Community and Documentation Manager at Divio AG. a cloud management platform with features that work across vendors including AWS Azure and on-prem infrastructures so welcome daniele how are you uh, hello gary i'm well thank you for having me fantastic so let's quickly jump on to the questions now so uh, can you share how you initially got into documentation please I think the way that uh, many programmers did as an open source software user and contributor who found themselves a bit frustrated by the existing documentation and right. um decided to write the documentation that they wanted to find. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's coming from your own pain points, we should say that. Exactly. Yes. Fantastic. So what's your documentation process and who's normally involved in it? Well, at Divio, um, we're slightly unusual in that uh, we've treated documentation very seriously for a very long time, which is uh, why we have a small team. And uh, um, <clears throat> uh, our, our main process actually is a mindset that we try to uh ensure that all of our programmers and developers and not just developers but other uh contributors in the com- in the company feel that they have a responsibility for the documentation and a stake in it so that everyone's work goes towards the documentation where it can yeah great great yeah that that's very important and it's very important that everybody understands the importance of a good documentation as well isn't it Yes, it has to come from from inside. People have to believe in it. Fantastic. So on that basis, what are the important factors that you consider when creating documentation for your SaaS business? I think I think the real uh, question is uh, a way of putting that is um the documentation is for our users. Who are our users? and what are they trying to do how can we meet their needs because if our documentation is not meeting a user's need then um it could be useless or even worse than than useless so um it has to be centered around the users of your product 
Very well said. Thank you. Yeah. So, so I think that kind of answers my next question. So, what role does documentation have in your customer service yeah. strategy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question because I don't think there is a single role. But um, I think one of the things it does, for example, it's um, even before somebody becomes a customer, if they see our documentation and it shows to them that we think about our users that we see things the way the users do or that we try to see things the way that they do or if we can show through our documentation thinking like users think and treating users problems and questions seriously then our documentation is uh, not just helping people from a technical perspective it's also um, laying a groundwork for people who are not even yet customers or users. So, it, it, you know, it's, 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 um, uh, it's potentially, it's even a sales tool, if you, if you like, because it's, it's giving something to people who don't yet have a relationship with you, but it's giving them a reason to trust you in the future. Fantastic. Yeah. I think that's yeah. well so, said, uh, Daniel. Yeah. I, I, I think that one problem people have a lot with documentation is that they read the documentation and they think, oh, these people haven't thought about me or my needs. They don't care about people like me. And, and then you lose them. Mm, yeah. yeah. Whereas, and, and then, of course, the people who are already your users, good documentation helps them get done what they need to get done quickly and efficiently. Yeah. So you're putting yourself into the shoes of your customers. I think that's, I don't think you can get away without doing that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm sure with the level of passion you showed uh, so far, um, so uh, you might have already seen a huge reduction in workload. So what can you say about that? Using a quality um, documentation. I, I think the obvious answer, um, which everyone would expect, is, one is that um, it's in having users who can quickly find the answers that they need and also used to start to trust the documentation and they learn that uh, they can go there first without coming to to uh, customer service to ask for help so that obviously helps but then there are some additional advantages of having well written uh, or well structured documentation one is that it's much easier to maintain that documentation if it's uh, well structured so the actual business of maintaining and writing documentation uh, takes less effort if the investment has been made in the first place to, to get it fundamentally right. Um, and also the same um, documentation that serves the customers can also serve internal users. You mm -hmm. find that if uh, things are documented well for your customers, then um, you don't have to remember them or keep reminding people. Uh, we often have the experience that um, I think, oh, I, I need to look something up and, and suddenly discover that I or a colleague has actually put it in exactly the right place in our documentation. And that saves a great deal of time, uh, not just for yourself, but for your colleagues whom you might otherwise have to go and speak to. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think um, that, again, could be a direct ROI, right? So have you seen a direct ROI since adopting a self-service knowledge base? Uh, 
And how do you measure this normally? Well, we use analytics on our uh, documentation, just as we use it on uh, the rest of our platform. We, we see that um, uh, we see the things that people look for the most and can uh, get a good sense of what people are are looking for. Um, it's not possible to. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's really possible to measure this in in one simple way because simply because documentation just doesn't have a single return. It's got returns that occur in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. So to a certain extent, although we see the analytics, analytics, we see the numbers going in the right direction, there's also a qualitative feedback that we get from users, uh, customers, that is, and also internal users about how the documentation is working for them and sometimes where things need to be improved. Uh, as well, so um, it's not quite as simple as as reading off some numbers. I don't think. Exactly. I mean, to be really honest, whoever whoever we have spoken to so far, uh, the answer has pretty much been more or less the same. And when it comes yeah. to documentation, it's very difficult to measure the ROI or the immediate effect that w- that it would have on your team members or customers, isn't it? Very, very, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. so, especially because one of the effects is that simply it's sometimes it's, for example, it means that fewer requests come into customer service yeah. to, to customer support. And that's not su- you, you can't correlate it directly necessarily with uh, um, documentation. So you have to use other measures to get an understanding of what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, um, I mean, uh, you said putting customers um, in the first place is your primary importance. So are you currently generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Uh, y- yes, we are. We, we, are, we, are <laughs> we are finding people coming uh, to the documentation, not because they're using something on our platform, but because they've done a search for some technical question that's related to things we use in our platform, for example, Docker. And our documentation has risen to the top of the search lists. Uh, in fact, I think on, on Friday, I was, I, did, I was looking up something, uh, some complexity in Docker. I was trying to find the answer. I did a web search and I was reading a document and I thought, Oh, and then I realized I was reading a page that I'd written in our own uh, developer handbook. Okay. <laughs> I'd, forgotten <laughs> that I'd, re- I'd forgotten that I'd written it, and I was so focused on what I was reading that I didn't even realize the website it was on. But okay. it, it, it was the answer that I needed, and you know, my, my uh, past self had written it, um, and my, my present self was... Uh, enjoying the benefit, and <laughs> I didn't even know it was there, but I found it from uh, from a web search. Fantastic, fantastic! Yeah. Um, so um, I think that takes us to this rapid fire round. So just three <laughs> questions um, to fire up. So uh, you did mention that um, it's all your initial days of uh, interest in documentation came from your own. Um, uh, pain point, but um, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? 
Um, well, many years ago, I used to be a high school teacher. And I would say I learned the most about it from my 11-year-old uh, pupils. Because uh -huh. I discovered that way that uh, teaching or a tutorial is absolutely nothing like giving other kinds of instruction to people. And this is something that uh, most documentation fails to understand. Yeah, I used to be a teacher as well in my past career, so I can relate what you're talking. <laughs> so can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed recently? Um, sure, but um, do you mind if I share one that I actually wrote? <laughs> Rather, because this is something that, these are the principles that are behind all of our documentation. Um, it's an article that's at dvo.com slash blog slash documentation. And this went viral uh, about 18 months ago. Okay. And to this day, it receives more traffic than every other page on our website put together. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. And Please share the link. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So th this is about uh, how documentation should be written. And it's not about the content of the documentation. It's about the structure of documentation. And this has solved all the key documentation problems that we have had over the years. And other people have also found this to be an extremely useful analysis and system for writing documentation. I won't go into it here. We could talk another time if you like, but uh, that's what I would like to share. Super. So apart from this, do you have any other related resource you have consumed recently? Um, I enjoy the Write the Docs community, uh, which has regular conferences. There's a Slack channel. Um, there are technical writing conferences, and they're always good ways to meet people who have ideas and experience about documentation that have been extremely va valuable to me. So I could recommend those. Uh, and I would, the, it's uh, Write the Docs, and you can uh, find their chapters and events all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Super. So what's the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? <laughs> well, when I was a 20 year old, I wasn't doing any documentation, but uh, definitely um, the documentation I started writing 10 or 11 years ago. If I understood what I understand now about the structure of documentation, it would have made my life much, much easier from the start. So uh, uh, to understand structure and to understand that documentation isn't one thing, but is four different things, tutorials, how-to guides, reference material, and explanation, and that all documentation should be structured around these, that would have saved me, not just hours, but probably weeks and months of my time. Fantastic. So I'm, I'm sure that the blog that you have shared right now is going to be a huge interest to many upcoming so. writers. Super. So do you have any other uh, points you would like to share with us, Daniele, today? Um, it's really nice to hear people talking about documentation and taking it seriously. I think it's been um, uh, often been the neglected child of uh, software development for many years. But people are starting to realize that 
whatever it is you're working on, for, for whether it's a hobby project or or, or a, an extremely large uh, platform with thousands of users, if your documentation isn't good enough, then it doesn't matter how good the project is, people are going to be turned away from it and will be less successful with it. So seeing documentation receive the uh, respect that it's due is, is very is, um, is very pleasing. That, that, that's very true. And also it could help your technical support uh, reduce gradually. And, uh, you know, as you rightly said, the whole customer experience with your team, your company, uh, your product will hugely improve. Definitely. There's um, there's a lot to be gained uh, from actually uh, not a minimal investment, but a, a modest investment with a, with a, that gives a lot back. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. So thank you once thank again. Thank you, Gauri. Uh, thank you once you again much. for your time in Knowledge Based Ninjas podcast series. It was an absolute pleasure connecting with you and learning your journey in creating documentation for your company. So good luck and I wish you a very prosperous 2020. And the same to you. Thank you. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.